This podcast is made possible by Workiva and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Jennifer Templeman, CFO of Jumpstart for Young Children, and you are listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 393. Market Media, this is CFO Thought Leader, where we speak to finance leaders about driving change within their organizations. I'm Jack Sweeney. On today's show, we speak to Joseph Falcow, CFO of private equity back JSI Store Fixtures. Joe's path to the CFO office involved technology companies, chemical companies, and yes, one donut company. We'll explore that path with Joe as part of a Mentoring Rich episode, after these words from our sponsor. Workiva transforms the way people work through connected reporting and compliance. The facts are... A majority of senior accounting and finance professionals say their financial reporting involves a huge amount of manual work and is inherently error-prone, leading to risk. Risk that's intensified by new business complexities and the changing business climate. Link data elements, numbers, narrative, and calculations together everywhere you use them. When you change data at the source, it's changed at the destination. Gaining trust in your data and processes is that simple. Join over 3,500 customers who enjoy the benefits of using Workiva by connecting their organizations from record to report. Visit workiva.com slash CFO. Uh, in IT, then I moved 
have so many different industries represented on, on your career track. It makes me wonder whether uh, finance was viewed differently, the role it played in one organization to the next. What, what would you tell us? Yeah, each company has a different core business model. Some of them are B2B, business to business. Some are business to customer. And some are business to business to customer. Like them can have a layer of business to business, meaning the franchisees of licensees to the customer. So the way you the customer is different. So I think you get a great feedback. I think you get a very slow motion feedback coming. Uh, it also, the value is based on services or products. Because it's a blend of both. But it's, um, what I try to do is to first challenge myself and say, well, how can I um, get into a different industry and learn? And my second point uh, when I took off an interview was what new perspective, what fresh perspective I could bring to the table to the fair executive of how to reach into the company. And I used to study a lot about the industry and the companies to be well prepared and to show my but I was excited going and joining so much chemical to Dunkin' Donuts. And that was a temporary receipt. Yeah, so you're echoing something that we've, we've heard before. Due diligence pays off, whether it's the industry or the company. Well, um, you, you mentioned Dunkin' Donuts moving to the West Coast before. Were, were you involved in some of that decision making? Yeah, we had like uh, three attempts to go to the West Coast to our own world. Because uh, it's not, um, it can be easy on a PowerPoint slide like to say, well, they're going to the West Coast and let's open up a store in California. Uh, but it's tough for the after week six to make sure that the customers keep on coming to your store. And then at the week six, you start realizing that. Um, you have a stable customer base. And then if you do the PL of the store on the month two and month three, you can see if you're really making money or not. And for a Duncan for a system to make money, you need to have at least uh, six to ten stores in the network. But what you're doing is setting the cost of the teacher to produce the donuts. You know, or setting the supply chain. So you need to have a minimum scale to have the stores. And in order to have the stores, you need to be able to find good real estate that drives customers and then the regular expenses. So the optimum sort of uh, networking side is between six and ten stores. So if you don't get to that point, the network is losing money. I think you mentioned they had two false starts. What did they get right the third time? Anything from your Yeah, or the commonalities. <laughs> what could they be? 
different markets and growing organically the business. So you say private equity, this, this uh, JSI is private equity backed. And you, over time, have built relationships with the private equity world, so you were a known entity, more or less, would you say? No, I was not, because I first, uh, it was my second uh, of great uh, the private equity uh, you know, uh, the first moment you work at Bank and you sold to Bank, Kalal and Thomas Lee. And then uh, after that, I got invited to uh, join just GSI and go for a middle market piece from Padmino Palestine. I'm not Avoid. Yeah, I think you can take my role. Uh, but you, you, you can't understand the, 
actual point I had in my career was I was in a B2B force in 10 plus years, and I felt that I am super open more than B2B. So that's why I wanted to be close to the customers, then to not perfect for that. So when I went for a time to deal, I studied so much about them, and I knew it's a business inside and out, that they, they found it all too smart for the job, and I didn't want to get a job. And I sent them a thank you letter, thanking them for the time I said, I'm really interested. I'm going to call you that. on mentorship. 
who way back when reached out to you, she would have been a mentor, correct? Yeah, so I had three great mentors in my career. So she was one of them. And the way she saw us was not that psychic geek. She saw us as business leaders. She said, you guys are the general managers of this business. It was so profound that you saw that spoken time to work. Because we were to, and I, I had a beard at the time, just to show that I had some knowledge. I don't know if you have a beard in your nose, but I, I don't have time to take it. So, um, but, it was, but we should think beyond the IT space, and we should think about business and process and information. We also have the CEO of the company think, you should use that as a think tank. That's normal, that was a great, uh, great spot to be when you are in your early 20s. So she was the number one. The number two was um, the person that hired me to join Cable Corporation. So when I joined Cable Corporation, he came to me and said, Joe, I'm offering the job in Boston. And he defined the career path from where I was to 15 years down the road to be possibly the CFO of Cable Corporation. What, which are the steps that I had to gain and how I was going to do that. But he said, Joe, even if you don't, if you lift care, but it'll be so strong, so marketable, that any company will take you. So the one-on-one situation here, and I was so impressed by how powerful it was, by sharing with me his vision, and that's what vision I share with everyone that works with me. I said, I'm preparing you to be the best of who you want to be for this company or for the marketplace. That's my commitment. But that is the best I have in control. I cannot control promotions or salaries, but I have what's in control, which is coaching and mentoring the employees. So, this was the second one. The third one was um, a third leader which um, worked at the same company that uh, he. Um, I still, I'm still in touch with him because he's living in the same area, so he would coffee once a year at his job. So, that's why I need to keep. Track of what I'm doing, and he gives me coaching, and so um, there's everything to focus on. But it's always good to have someone that can bounce ideas, someone who is uh, you can trust, that one can give you some honest feedback. You said you came from different different parts of the business. It wasn't like they were all uh, CFOs. They were different, you know. They were different types of professionals. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So um, I um, I mean, so. If you trust a human being, then I think it would be even better than the function that you take care of. So, okay. And to think, we're not even in the mentoring round. We enter the mentoring round with Joe Falcao. After these words from our sponsor. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive 
year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, Thought Leader listeners, you can now go premium at CFOThoughtLeader.com. 
Thank you.